Uh, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the March 8th, 2022 joint meeting of the Board of Selectmen and the School Committee. Uh, this meeting is called to order. As always, uh, it is being video recorded, and we will take a moment of appreciation for our troops serving around the globe in defense of our country. Thank you. Jess, do you want to call your meeting to order? As I well? surely do. All right. I will now call to order this March 8th, 2022 session of the Medfield School Committee, beginning with a roll call. Megan Glenn. Uh, Megan Glenn here. And Tim. Tim Knight here. With you and just right here. MA has a work obligation, but will join us around 8 o'clock. Great. All right. Just for um, planning purposes, um, we're going to discuss here for a bit, and then we'll open it to public question, comment, and all of that. And um, the meeting will end no later than nine o'clock, or at least I will be leaving no later than nine o'clock. You're welcome to stay. We will remove at least two chairs. Yes. At nine o'clock. So it's, I don't intend to go past uh, nine o'clock. So because should we push the important stuff till after nine? Or? Whatever you want. I'm, I'm happy to leave now. So you have a quorum without me, so feel free. Um, anyway, uh, since you've been so kind of us to come to our lair for this meeting, I thought I'd offer the school committee folks the first word as we begin, because this is the first time we've had a chance to talk together, um, as at least as full boards or partial boards. 60% and four points. We average out like 80% of four points. Um, so obviously we have been talking about having a meeting like this and I've met with all three of you and so as you find you've also spoken to all of us about this school um, building project and how we might go forward with that. I thought it would be very useful after all of our conversations to truly be able to gather in the same room with each other in the eyes and really have a an in-depth conversation outside of the kind of usual structure of um, so that we could really have a back and forth conversation around where our goals are, where we've been thinking. I think it's good that we've had a little bit of time to think over the last few months about what the town's priorities might be, the school's priorities might be, and then we can come to an agreement about how we just start to work out some of the logistical issues because obviously we have town meetings, school building committee, bylaw studies, and we have decisions to make around whether we apply to the MSBA. Um, we also have decisions and things that we need to kind of work out around how we, um, how once we do get into this process and we get uh, Funding should we get a town meeting or wherever it may come from at this point, and what the timeline is like. How do we actually make sure that the town receives the information that they need and is able to give feedback in a way that everyone finds meaningful? Um, and then, if that feedback is not taken um, entirely as uh, a plan that should be put into place, right? There are going to be people who have different feelings about whether something should be at block, whether something should be at Dale, whether something should be a renovation. How do we work together so that does not become uh, us literally sitting in the same gym doing the same thing three years, four years from now, and we've lost another generation of kids going through the public school systems? And a continuing drop building 
um, that needs maintenance and could probably be put together. I have no idea for I'm not an architect as a school or as a community center. So I think that we need to look a little bit at long timelines. I don't want to chew too much tonight, but I think it's good to have kind of a, a back and forth theoretical conversation. I would like to come out of here tonight really thinking very seriously about whether we all agree that, um, as we feel, it's financially responsible that uh, submitting an SOI to the MSBA, which does not mean we, have, we don't have to take the money, although I find that kind of fiscally, fiscally irresponsible not to consider it. But I would like to think about whether that's something we could do. too. Um, and then really just kind of marching forward, making sure that everyone knows what the timeline is and how we get feedback around that in a way that we can, um, that we can feel is heard by everyone and that disagreements are not uh, are met, not met necessarily on the Facebook pages, but are actually met in, in meetings, in feedback. And that, uh, how do we mediate those disputes? Because I just don't think our town should go through that again, truly. So that being said on my part, I'm very much here to just listen and understand and then converse and brainstorm. Tim, do you have thoughts? Or Megan, would you like to know that? I know that Tim, you have some, you've had some really uh, very detailed kind of thoughts around. We can try, I have a couple. I mean, I think we're, we're just kicking it off, but I think what top of mind to me, and I have a funny feeling it's top of mind for all of us. Um, you know, thinking high level tonight, is there a straw man process we have in mind, you know, between here and, and um, you know, a town meeting and ideally receiving funding for, you know, an improved school, whatever that is. Um, I think about things like, um, what are the roles and responsibilities of the various groups? I think this, you know, Jesse, I'm part of the school committee, but we want it. We would like a school sooner than, rather than later. Um, I've thought about um, some lessons learned. Hey, what are some of these factors that are outside our jurisdiction that might contribute to a no vote in the town? And, you know, I think we need to be aware. Um, an example, I'm not saying it was, but like as the, uh, the rec building came up, you know, that that's something that, hey, that, that might be outside our control, but that was a factor that hurt us. You know, so I think just um, as we go into this process, we should have awareness of what are what are things like that. What are the gotchas that are out there? Um, you know, as it as it evolves, you know, we can think about rules of engagement. Again, what, what happens when if, if the uh, school committee wants certain things? My assumption is, you know, we're going to have an SBC, and that's really where the things really start, you know, start happening. So when I start thinking about straw man process what is an sbc how does it get formulated what are their roles and responsibilities and uh ideally we have something in mind as to how do we you know kind of get get a design that, that um the town feels like it's, it's been an inclusive process like we're, we're thorough and you know the town can ideally rally around um so again i'm guessing these are thoughts that most of us have <laughs> you know how can we all kind of come together and, and work together on it? Um, and I'm open to ideas, you know, as, as you folks have talked about some of those things. I know that we have been going through a bit of a timeline 
on, on that. I've heard you know, bits and pieces as we go through. I think it'd be really helpful to be able to elucidate exactly what we know and what we don't know at this point, but might be kind of out there on the horizon in terms of true timelines about different breeds. Um, Megan, do you have um, And I've spoken to each of you, either on email or, or on the phone. Um, and much of what Tim just said, I'm in complete agreement with. Um, but I wanted to add that any future SBC that is put together, I want to make sure has greater input of what it is that the town is looking for and can tolerate in terms of a new building. Um, and really what I want to get out of this is how a new building or a renovated building or whatever the case may be is how it fits into the future of this town both financially and just from a physical standpoint. Um, if it's a new building and we can reuse the old building, it just, if um, unfortunately here we are, we're going through this process all over again, but much of the educational input into the building of the school is going to be the same. What I want to make sure we get right this time is um, just getting the pulse of the town. And that's where I came in with uh, the survey. Um, so hopefully we can talk about that this evening um, because I just think it's unfair to, willing or not, to put together a, another group of people without a really solid blueprint of what it is that they're tasked doing. Um, so that has a better chance of getting the job done, wherever that may be, just so we can get a new school fund. And I know it's actually one of those things that you and I talked about, about mediation, but we had also all talked about, you know, like if we would get to kind of a stuck point, but also then we need some data, some underlying data around like independently derived um, so that the entire town can trust what it is, both all six sides, <laughs> however many kind of, well, like whatever polyhexagon this happens to be, um, we need a source of data that feels as though uh, everybody in town feels as though that's the, the font of kind of uh, neutrality. And I think that the Warren Committee did an amazing job with trying to do that, but you know, maybe it was just at that point uh, the, the car had been let off the rails at that point. So I think more than anything um, across the board, speaking to Dr. Marston and with Leo and with obviously our parents of kids who are coming through and is that we just want a school that is financially responsible for the town for the long term is not anywise pound foolish and um, will not need to be majorly renovated at a time we have a number of other schools that will need to be renovated as well. So if we do a tiny little renovation to kind of get things through, it will be expensive and it will be with really poor timing for other town needs we may have. But more than anything, 100%, we just want a school the children can learn in Learning comfortably, it is not 100 degrees on the second floor in June, and uh, has the space and quality of 
infrastructure that schools require at this point, or that any basic office building requires at this point. It's not necessarily a Taj Mahal or a Cadillac. It's a really, really serviceable, well-built Hyundai. So, to use your better. So, with those kind of positions open, and only positions are just thoughts, do you have some thoughts of your own that you'd like to, to go into? Mr. Chair, may I offer the floor to the rest of your floor? So do you guys have any specific uh, thoughts as to how you want the town to proceed? I mean, I, th I so let me start by saying, first of all, I think of, uh, of building a school as really a, a school committee issue more than a select board issue. I mean, I, I feel like I'm here to help you <coughs> to where you want to go, and I, and I want to do that. Um, but if you guys had specific thoughts about how to figure out what it is the town wants um, before we try to execute on it or... or so can I just... Yeah. I wanted this to come across um, correctly. I think the only way we build a school, it, it is a town issue. The school committee can say we want a school. We represent five voters, right? We need 67%. So, I mean, I, I think we, we do have to look at it going in. It is a, a town opportunity. We know we need to do it. But, you know, I, I, I think that's kind of in line with where would, I think Megan referenced and I, there are going to be the gotchas where the school committee in and of themselves cannot get over that hurdle. Right. And my hope is tonight's just, you know, a kicking it off. But yeah, we all agree. Hey, this is a town opportunity. How are we going to work through that? Well, you know, I mean, that that is I think some of these things I'm going to I'm going to learn more tonight. Mm -hmm. But I do think it is a, a town opportunity. School committee absolutely is driving it. But we, you know, we are seeking help in terms of how it can be collaborative and, and bringing the town together. I do see it as more of a 50-50 prospect. <clears throat> more of a 50-50 prospect. I think about an um, agency that I worked for in the early 2000s where one agency had 51% of the decision-making power and the other agency had 49%. And uh, frankly, the 51% always help right so we can't necessarily continue to work within this divide of school versus town obviously we are uh we are representative of the people in terms of education but medfield is simply too small and the tax base is too small to be able to say we want a school and we want to build it and this is how we want to do it without truly full selectmen or committee buy-in, not only with just your word and your vote, but also within an overall communication and overall kind of sense of purpose on both bodies, along with the SBC. Because quite frankly, I'm not an architect. I am not an educational architect. I am not even somebody who does fourth and fifth grade curriculum. That is not my real house. Um, and I don't think it's any viewers either. Although hey, we have to, all learned a lot. I used to teach fifth grade. Oh, well, <laughs> Architecture? I had no idea. No. <laughs> well, yeah. So I think that there needs to be maybe a little bit more of a, a concept here, not so much about like town ants, uh, town school, but really all together we are, we share resources. We share people. 
most people will at some point touch the schools and then perhaps continue to live in Medfield and live here before they ever had children. It needs to be a part of the full experience of our town. And I think that people have always said that, right? This is a very much informal kind of understanding of who we are, is that there we have great pride in our schools. We have great pride in being a community that comes together. I think that we need to push this together equally. Um, we well, the reality is that it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the vast majority of our operating budget, depending on you count it, it's 70% of our operating budget. It's the vast majority of right. the square footage for which the town is responsible. It's the vast majority of our long-term capital planning. So to, to your perspective, I, I get your point of view, but it's obviously yeah. Oh, yeah, just no, from I'm not the saying standpoint of financial stewardship. I mean, obviously, it's it's the biggest piece of what we right. have to deal with. And certainly looking right. ahead, so why would you it's also <laughs> also essentially most of our oldest buildings as well, yeah. with the exception of the, of the FAST. Yeah. And that's also a sort of time town process that has happened. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, probably one of the first town buildings that was ever built was a school, right? So it just ends up it's going to be older. But that's also not something that we can say, well, you know, you guys just got to deal with that because, you know, your, your buildings are old. We don't say that. And I, and I understand that there is statutory language around uh, the school communities provide school buildings. But in essence, in terms of practicality, like you said, we have the most town employees serve on a daily basis the most town citizens. And, but they are also your citizens. They may not, you know, like every single kid who comes to the schools, their parents, they're your citizens too. So we really do need to come together and have this kind of understanding of how we work together as a block and not so much as a, well, what do you guys say? Like, you know, like, I, more like having workshops <coughs> than talk fests. And I think that, you know, all of you know that these things work best if we're all talking together and feel like we have a project. So I'm not playing hot potato with the school whatsoever. I'm just talking about the practical realities about how we can get these done here now. So, um, well, and, and to that point, um, another, I don't know if you need another example of how it, this is both town and school, but uh, I spoke to you about this. Some of what you do as a select board would completely impact what we do as a school committee. Um, take the state hospital, for example. Um, Please. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, that will have direct implications on our school population. If you go one way and, you know, it, it attracts families. If we go another way and it's attracting seniors, there's a, this is a good start that we need to be meeting together and, and having these discussions because I don't think we can work as islands, um, especially when we're looking at spending this much money in building a school, depending on, you know, the sizes or do we want the flexibility? Do we, can we not afford the flexibility or what's on the horizon? Um, these are all just really important parts of the equation. That we all need to. And, and, I, and I wasn't trying to say that it's that uh, it's all your your bailiwick. Um, I'm, you know, the last time around, I went to a lot of the school building committee meetings because I knew that a decision was headed my way about what the select board, how they were, we were going to weigh in on it. So I became tried to get as educated as I could about how the process was unfolding. But I, I guess I don't. I think of the school committee as owning it more, and, and the select board as being more supportive of you people than 
than are leading the way on it. Um, <clears throat> How many end up being the school building committee? Because that is kind of a neutral group mm -hmm. between the two that represent all of the interests of the town. So it ends up being a matter of the construction of the group, but also then how the peripheries are able to communicate with each other and make sure that over time upon benchmarks we are still aligned in our goal about how to get there and how we work out those differences if we don't feel like it's going quite the right way or that we're feeling like there's a tension or not there. Um, so in terms of, of uh, figuring out what it is that the town really wants, um, one of the things that I've always been fascinated by is having been told by market research people that if you do a, a scientific survey of 400 people, you get a very accurate reading of what people want. And so I've often wondered if we couldn't just figure out what the residents in Medfield want by doing commissioning the market survey. I actually have thought about that as well. I think that's one of the very first things that I, I thought coming out of um, the, uh, the town vote, both of them. Uh, last fall is that uh, it was very difficult to know what the pulse of the town was because there is no paper of record any longer. There is uh, no vetted journalism. And I don't so think it's there's really any... hard to know how people really truly feel, not only just about schools, but also about things like if the town were to need an override, I'm not saying the school budget override, but an override that would happen that was for something that was quite critical. Do we know how our town feels about, you know, those decisions? Do we even know that it wants to pay taxes? But what, what are the people's ability to kind of manage uh, shocks to the system and uh, or future building projects, you know? Because this is, I think, one of the things that ended up happening is that it's an enormously complex, it was almost like paying, playing Tetris with buildings. You know, if we put this here, then we'll put that over there, and that might fit in here. And there was no way that we could actually say that this thing in the future will happen, <coughs> right? Because those things had not come up for a vote yet. Was it entirely possible that parking Park would take the Dale Street School? Yes. Was it entirely possible that the school committee would have voted at the time in which they did not need the school any longer to decommission it? Yes, but was it 100% guaranteed? No, because we couldn't put it in front of an ATM yet. So you know, how do we think, deal with those uncertainties and how's the town deal with those uncertainties? And I think as we sit here today, there's no agreement on the facts of what happened. Yeah. And that, uh, I think it's a six-sided thing. So, so what I, like, I, I agree with what you're saying. So if we had a survey, it's a great place to start. Would a survey, would it make sense, you know, what's the goal of the survey, who's designing it, even outside of third party? I think that's something that would fall in as we formulate an SBC, would be a natural place because that's the the board responsible to try to move it forward. You know, that's one idea that I, that I look at. Um, I'm not kicking the can down the road saying we don't, you know, wait, but I think that seems like a... Um, those that are part of the SBC were part of designing the survey. You know, if it is a third party, you know, hey, this is what we want to achieve. People would, I would think people would feel at least positive about that way of kicking things off. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just my, that's my view. I, I'm all for, you know, something along those lines. I, I also do, I think, it, you know, the SBC becomes, that's our, um, you know, our bridge or our ship to kind of, now we are moving forward. You know, as you said, hey, it's, 
the school committee, we want it. And we all have to think about, okay, how do we formulate that SBC? What is the next, you know, six to 12 months? Once formulated, there's going to be a recommendation and, you know, kind of a straw man. You know, what is, that's where I'm going to, you know, we want to be thoughtful about that. And that's, Megan, I, what you just brought up is the exact same thing that, I, you know, I could think of five or six things like you mentioned in state hospital that are, again, outside our control and jurisdiction. But we need, you know, as that SBC is formulated, we at least are aware, hey, these are the four or five things some of which we might need to go to the select board and say, hey, how might we handle this when this happens? You know, and that's that's before we get too far down the, you know, down that process. Are you saying that you want the new SBC to be the ones that um, run the survey? I, I Yeah, I, I would be the ones. Yes, I would think that the newly, you know, whenever, when that is formulated, See, that's when I, I am saying before even that new group is formed. My my opinion would be to do it immediately, um, to oh, give them a to while well, it's fresh, but also so that anyone that then volunteers to be on that committee is fully aware of what it is the direction that is going, in, and it takes out the contention or. That's yeah, so, so no, that's great because I, I also think like where my opening remarks, roles and responsibilities. The roles and responsibilities of the SBC are, you know, maybe it's not. You know, listen to the town, formulate a plan, you know, bring a plan forward to the town, secure funding. I'm, I'm saying, you know, like we but we need to figure out what the, those are. Um, it just would take some of the onus off of the you're not listening or you didn't hear the town about what we what we said. You know, um, I don't so, want, I don't so, want so to agree. But then so who's who's responsible to design the survey? That, that would be my concern. Right. Right. So is, if, if nothing else, if we all said, hey, we agree with this new SBC, that's, you know, they're going to have that. That to me is at least there's accountability because um, I, I may join the SBC two months later and I say, well, how did that get formed? That, that's how I look at it going into it. Um, but I mean, one way or the other, right? I mean, people are going to want to have input into the body that they see as the one that's most relevant to making the recommendation, right? So if the SBC is the one that's most relevant to making the recommendation, they ought to do most of that work, right? Take most of that input before. If whatever the body is that's going to make the recommendation to the SBC is going to make the recommendation on the issue people care about, then you have to design a process on that pre-body, whether it's another committee, whether it's the school committee, whether, whoever, whether it's just a market research firm that's going to come up with a survey and hand the survey to the SBC and say, go build this building. I mean, it seems to me, I think, Tim, to your point, is, is, you're, is you've raised the right issue, which is if we talk about the process, you know, my view on this has been that the new SBC should be the main locus for this, right? That has the most time, well, the most time to devote to this, devote to that exclusively, and is charged with making a recommendation with all the various inputs and that the public input, the public hearings, if there's a market survey that's going to be done, that that's the right body to do it. That's been my straw view of this, that because you don't want to, if you're not going to do it that way, then really all of the process that matters is whatever the pre-process to the SBC, you're saying to the SBC, go build this building, which makes it a much more technical body rather than a real deliberative body that's taking input. Right, because people are only going to have so many views on what kind of brick you should use yeah. and what the plumbing should be. Right, I mean, on, on the main issues on location, on general cost, on basic concept, those are the things that most people are going to care about. Right. And so, again, my view has been to have the most kind of 
robust process possibly you want to have the SPC the one you want to do that. That's why you would have the SPC as a cross-section of people is because you want that body to be the one to take that input and make that recommendation based on that deliberation, right? And that's why I think the market survey, I see it as an input rather than an answer because if you have a binary question of A or B, you can get good research, right? Coca Pepsi can get research. If it's three different factors and somebody's going to say, well, I would pay more if I got my way on these other two points, but I would pay nothing if I don't get my way on those points. That's a different answer than... I think yeah. that's the construction of the, the ideas. And yeah. I think that what we have been thinking about is not like, um, it's not, you know, do you approve of brick or this, that, or that. It's what's your tolerance for, what is the town's tolerance for cost? Because that ends up, you know, our educational plan very specifically called for a, a replacement of the Dale. Now, at the time, you know, we've all kind of gone down the road around population and everything else. But indeed, the educational plan that came out of all of that planning through the SBC and through the focus groups, regardless of whether something was pandemic or not, and hopefully we won't have that particular challenge this time, um, is that it was, you know, a replacement for the building. We wanted to have it kind of like a, a school that would last 50 years at least. But if the town cannot tolerate, if our taxpayers cannot tolerate the amount of money it would cost to build a separate school that might serve over time to take in or consolidate grades, if that were an issue over the years or whatever, if we can't tolerate that cost now, we probably need to know that now. I would say one one comment and then I'll, I'll, yeah, it's please. just that I think if you think of the education plan, right, you think of the educational goals, part of this process I think is that the school committee has to prioritize. Yeah. Right. You're not gonna get everything that you want, right? So no, among the four or five major points I education. But what's the most right, but what's the most right. important? Right. Is the most important right. you know, is it is it the elimination of transitions? Is it this, is it that? Whatever those things are, here's our ranked choice. And then when you get to the SBC stage who are looking at the costs, saying, look, this is their number one priority, but that's the most expensive thing. Right. So if you want that thing, you can't get these other three things. And so trying to harmonize your education plan, your educational goals with what's realistic from a cost. That's what I'm saying in terms of the input from the school committee. Yeah. Saying, look, here's our, this is our prayer. This is what we want. So that's Because that drives the, a lot of decisions yeah, about how you trade things off. If your number one educational priority is X, that might lead down one route or another. So, so that really clarifies for me. Thank you very much. That really clarifies for me where we're going with this kind of conversation around the school committee drives, the school committee drives. Right, like let's talk very specifically about what those driving factors are from us and then how we all as a town also understand the cost implications in that. So we can prioritize so the cows come home, we'd be happy to do it. But if the important priorities are ones that the town doesn't feel like they can and I'm talking about the tax base and our legislative body that doesn't feel as though they can support, well then maybe we get two of the lower priorities in make up better situation than, than we have right now. So, please. So, 
true to form. My whole perspective is pretty much out of line, partially out of line with what everybody has said, and I partially agree with what everybody said. So it's a little different. I think we're being way too linear and way too mechanical in how we're trying to address this building. We're talking about a building and we want to do surveys and we'll do trade-offs to tell us you want this or what that. And the way I'm looking at this is that in this past cycle, there were a number of different groups who cared about a number of different things. And sometimes they almost looked like they were the same thing. Like there were some people that wanted Dale because they wanted a school at Dale. And I think there were some people who wanted Dale because Dale represents something to them about this town and what Dale was. And it's got a whole lot to do with community values and not about a particular education program or what grade is there. And it's not like we're gonna find well, which of them is the major group? What we're gonna find is there's a bunch of different people who cared about a bunch of different things. And the thing that I was hoping we would be able to do between November and the time a building committee is formed was to open up that more expansive discussion to say, okay, there's all these people who care about all these different things how much of that we can't everybody's not going to get everything well we they want that we know that but is there a concept that we can come up with that hits what people value in you know financial dimensions education dimensions you know this town value dimension all that stuff is there is there a concept that we can come up with for the school that suddenly gives people the chance to come back together because we've gone through a year of being driven apart. And we all started, I, I think, I'm pretty sure that 99% of the people in the town, if you ask them, do we need a new school? Everybody's agreed that we need that. So the only question is what school, what's it look like? To be on, go, going all the way back to the you know school committee versus the, the, no, the selectmen and stuff like that. Well, no, what I, what I, want, I want to go back to that for a minute because yeah. I'm, I'm about to say, and it feels to me like it's the school committee that needs to create the strategic vision for what we're trying to create for, in my mind, this is opinion, so I'm not trying to tell you what the answer is. In my mind, what is our long-term vision for the elementary grade education configuration here in the town? Because if, if you don't have a picture of that, then it's hard, let, let's for a second here say, well, there was a school gonna go in at Wheelock. Well, as a building going in at Wheelock, it's something to fight about. If it turns out that there's a bigger picture of what we're trying to build toward for the elementary grades, I'm not even trying to figure the whole thing out. If there's a bigger thing, and at this point in time, it's appropriate to do this piece of it in terms of this big picture, I think that helps address some of the opposition that we had. So that's that's and what I'm I looking for. I think you're right, but I also think that that comes down to communications and marketing, which our feasibility study did not have in a way that was professional and cohesive. It was a lot of, as many things are here in Medfield, a lot of incredibly hardworking, intelligent people trying to get the message out but the noise and the differing opinions and the no, but it's the water or it's this or that, or, because it wasn't just about having a building at Wheelock. It was, but there could be a water issue, but there could be an archeological issue. There could be this, there could be that. And it, so it ended up being kind of like death of a thousand cuts in a lot of ways. And I understand that. 
But I think that that's actually more of a communication and to what I think we have all talked about tonight and had concerns around a neutral and trusted third party source of information so that um, people can come to one well and all dip from the same water in terms of what's factual. So as Megan already knows, I disagree with that. Uh, not because. No, but we did have that. But the fact of the matter is, is that when we go to the MSBA and we're having conversations mm -hmm. with them and we're saying, please, you know, we would like your $19 million. And they've said, okay, that's great. And we're going to provide two grades to you. And we think it's this many. Even if like the next day that it opened, we didn't have every classroom filled, might at some point have it. Or probably more likely, as many people have said, and as Mike has maintained all along, perhaps our population wouldn't go there. Perhaps we would be able to consolidate. But you can't say, well, you're in the middle of the MSBA process. You know, we could consolidate this, but, but I think My point is that's not strategic. That's just, well, maybe it won't happen, then we'll, we, we won't make a strategic decision to call it, consolidate like this. Well, we will just kind of make a practical decision that we kind of fell into. And I'm, and I'm, I would not characterize it as falling into. I would say that given all possibilities, there is a general idea that we would like to have our educational plan more unified, but the, school, the town itself has said that they do not want to leave the two or the, the system of having all kids go through school, through elementary school together. That is data that we have from the very beginning of the time that Dr. North because it's not a great education, you know, like neighborhood schools are a little smaller and they're they're a little bit better. <clears throat> Jess, how but did you get that? Want to be together. Jess, how did you get that data? Uh, that was something, one of the first things that Dr. Morrison did when he came to town is that he surveyed, surveyed parents and townspeople and... Well, the story I've heard on that particular thing, which is fine. I, I grew up with a, a town that had neighborhood schools, so I'm, I'm a big fan I've of that. But then I talked to Scott McDermott, and he grew up in a town that didn't, and he said, I got a good education, so yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not holding, not I'm not so holding my elementary education from 50 years ago. But the issue, the issue that, that I heard mm -hmm. about why people felt that way is there'd be one old school and one newer school, and people didn't like the idea that their kids would go to the older school. I, so I accept that. I think it's a shame. But I think this points to our issues around communication and being able to move beyond the but I heard to the actual understanding. And perhaps that is part of the market survey. Perhaps that is part of what comes out of the SBC. Not only a tolerance for spending, but also what is the town's tolerance for changing grade levels. What is, you know? So here, here, we're still getting too okay. Here's my point. Right now, between now and the time the building committee is in place, and I agree, the building committee, I'm actually optimistic that with this bylaws review committee, we can expect we will see a building committee with a composition that it will be reasonable for us to say, we think you are a body you have a responsibility for, for doing your best to re reflect the at least consensus or the core of the consensus of what the town wants. And we want you to do that. We want you to tell us that. I think that's what we can hope for. Before that happens, there's, I think, work we can do to bring the town together as, as residents in a conversation that, A, it 
it would be an added burden on the building committee that they probably don't need because they've got a big enough project on their own as it is. Uh, and, and B, it doesn't just waste six months well, with us sitting in neutral, do it going nowhere. I, I think the opportunity is there to do that. So they can agree with you that we don't need to dump that survey. I'm not, I'm not arguing against a survey by itself, but there's two talk, a caution and a comment. If you do that survey, that survey has to be done so well that the people in town agree the results of that survey reflects what they think. You can't use exactly. the survey as we did a survey and this is what you said. So open wide and here comes the medicine. You can't, we can't do it that way. It's good. And that's, there's a risk there. I think that we all understand that there's, there are friction points. Okay. So, so no, nobody's saying, you know, God, so here's open wide and shove this down your mouth. We're not doing that here. So that's fine. I think that, uh, you're right, there is a two-pronged process, that there should be a feedback process. Mm -hmm. Do I think that November, December, January were maybe still a little too raw and there was some staff picking? Yeah, so I think probably now is a little bit better time so my, people have perspective. Yeah, yeah. But I also think that there's an important part around the idea of having an independent uh, organization, marketing organization, be able to do that and perhaps that independent organization also runs some of the the feedback this As, is what we do with the strategic plan we bring people in here's here's my problem and this is you've heard a little bit from me on this too megan we're all elected officials every yes. one of us the people in this town have voted to elect us so I understand that when you just talk to people or when you let them or they talk to you, you're getting a somewhat random set of inputs. But there's a part of me that says this cannot be an antiseptic process where some neutral third party does a survey and tells us something. I don't actually if we got to a point where we needed a facilitator mm -hmm. to simply process that whole thing, you know, the whole conversation, the public conversation, because people come in with pitchforks and tar and feathers, okay. But my point is there's a leadership responsibility that we, and we collectively have to be able to give people in this town a chance to say what's on their mind, in some cases to push back and debate with them on it or test what they say. And the point of that isn't to necessarily get to 100% reliable ground truth. The point of that is to get as many people in this town to understand that they are being listened to no promises to get everything they want. I mean, because you can't give everybody everything they want because you can't go in all those directions. But I think one of the things we need to make up in this town is the perceived gap in having people be able to say what's on their mind and have it heard, truly heard and considered, not accepted, not supported, merely considered. And, yeah, that's, and that's the thing... Point. That's the thing that right now, before that building committee comes on board, I see this as the opportunity for us to do that. One of the, one of the things that I have really struggled with is what is being heard and listened to, but not having your specific suggestion taken. How, and this goes to the mediation issue, right, that, that we had also talked about, like, if there is a group that does not agree, how workable, how do we 
worked out those bumps so that we do not have that same level of friction. And I think that one of the things that we're really talking about is, you know, the school committee and it's Dr. Marston and the administration, you know, they have practice in setting an educational plan together. We can prioritize, we can do all of those things. We have our ducks in a row. It ends up being, again, this community process that we're all talking about, right? Where we have these conversations and we say, right now, elected officials, we, all of us, said yes, school, until we didn't. And that was just a difference, that was your thinking at the time. But as bodies, we all kind of came together, the elected people here, and we agreed. And there was a group of people that did not feel that we were supporting their interests. Um, okay. Well, we just thought we were wrong substantively. I mean, yeah. just, you know. And that's fine. Sometimes that but, happens. And it happens. Right. But um, I am not sure that that we can then say, because I, <clears throat> you know, I love the idea of like, okay, I have an elected official. I have had my input. I either voted for them or not. But they now represent my interests. I'm not sure that that is a modern view of, of um, elected officials anymore, particularly on the local level. You know, I think that there's such a, and I, I don't think that's necessarily bad. I don't think it's bad at all. You, you, don't, don't, you don't think, think what, help me out, the view, the view that you don't think is there anymore is what? I don't think that there's a view there um, that we, uh, once we have heard, if we do not agree with somebody's decision, then we're somehow not speaking for the body of the town, right? And that the decisions that we make and the things that we think about and the deliberations that we make are not necessarily held in uh, as majesty as they might have been in years past. I think that there is a, a significant portion of just the internet and everything else that so we don't I want to push back on that a little bit though, Jess. Just, I, mean, I think you know, you're never going to get 100% of people no, feel like I don't think you are. some people are always going to think if you don't agree with them, you didn't listen to them, right? That's just the reality. That is true. But that's not always the case for everything, right? And the reality is if you look at historically, right, in any of these override votes, mm -hmm. a certain percentage of people who are always going to be no no matter what. Yes. Right? And that we number is somewhere this. between 35 and 40%, right? Yes. Even in 2018, high turnout, zero organized opposition, 37% no. Right on the original one, and higher than that on some of the other stuff. Right, so that's just the reality. There's always going to be, but having sat through, you know, on on housing issues, for example, lots of very contentious meetings. There are certainly some people who go through all those meetings, and unless they get their way, are never going to think that their concerns were heard. That's At the true. same time, like for some folks, you know what? They do sit through those meetings, and through the way the process works out, they do feel like their concerns are heard. And so I think, and I think. There's two pieces of this. One is getting to a good a process that gets to a good substantive decision. Yes. Because I do believe, and maybe I'm naive with this, if you get to a good substantive decision, you know, most of the time you can persuade people to support it, right? Not 100% of the time, not all the time, what have you. Um, that takes into account the fact that people have different opinions on substance. But then at the end of the day, people feel like they were at least listened to in the process and listened to at the right point in time in the process, right? Because obviously, 
at some point there was a town meeting vote, there was an election, people had a chance to vote and they were heard through that process, right? Mm -hmm. Ideally, you'd like to vet as many of those things, get people to have as much substantive input as possible because you know, nobody knows everything and so you can get a better overall outcome. And I think I think my hesitation, Gus, that I've had with your approach to this is my concern is if we're gonna be asking and it goes to what you're asking the school building committee to do, right? And kind of the less you're asking them to do, the less important the school building committee is, right? If all the important decisions are being made before the school building is created, or the things that people care about um, are going to be decided before the building committee is committed, and that committee is less important, right? If they're going to be making a substantive recommendation, then I think we have to give the body that's going to make the substantive recommendation as clear a slate as possible. So you're not going into it saying, here's the result of the survey, you must come up with a building that meets the survey. Here's what we elected officials have discerned, or you can watch the videos of our meetings and see what people said, and you can distill from that process what you're supposed to do. That, that's, the, that's the hesitation I have, is that if we're gonna give that committee, and I think we should, and I think we should try to learn from the last process, improve upon it where we can, my concern is only, and again, I'm gone in three weeks, it doesn't there's one voter, is that we not set that committee up for failure by telling it in advance, here are these five substantive things you must do. That, that's the hesitation that I, that I have. So, so I too much want to make, I want to make a counter argument. What I'm on, suggesting. I, I want to make a counter to that point, though. I would look at, I, I, I agree that you don't just sit there and say, look, here's your here's your marching orders, you know, here's how many pounds of nails you need and how many sheets of plywood. I agree you don't do that. But if you were going to build a house and you wanted it to be a really nice house, and so you found a really good builder to build that house, you might want to hire an architect before you hire the builder. And, it's, and the difference is that you want to hire a good builder that takes that architect's plan and is going to come in back to you and say, you know, I know this is what you said you wanted the house to be, but, you know, we're looking at the site. We're looking at some other things. There's some new stuff that's come out. We think you really should consider these other, alter these other new ideas to make this an even better house. I think that's the kind of building committee we want. Not one that says, well, we could hire an architect. You're a builder. But before you do the building, we want you to architect the house. And they're going, well, we're not really the architects. You know, we don't have architectural skills, but if you want to, we're good builders, so we've done some stuff. We can put something together. It's that, it's that strategic <coughs> level stuff versus the carrying out of, of the project. And I see there's issues at that strategic level that interfered with what we tried to do last time. And I'm kind of saying, can we get them dealt with ahead of time, or at least, you know, at the macro level, deal with them ahead of time. So that when there is a building committee with, with a good cross-section of people representing the town, but maybe not the most sophisticated, you know, conflict resolution, public communications, maybe they don't have, they don't all have those skills. They don't need those skills because they're not getting hit with what I would call strategic, you know, conflicts. Uh, that, and I'm, I'm just looking at, I feel strong, strong, more strongly about it because we have this period of time between now and the time we get to a building committee and it's like, we could be doing some of this. So, 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 so let's, let's take a, maybe just- One second, round up and say, mm -hmm. is there anything we have actually agreed to or that we feel like we can say right now, we are in a position that we could continue discussions well, I, I, and I want you to yeah. I want you to talk now, but I want to just as we're having this conversation right now, let's make sure that we're really 
uh, not just banting back and forth kind of mm -hmm. tiny mm -hmm. points, but really <coughs> understanding what the strategy is here. So, yeah, yeah, like, so I've, I've, I've highlighted a, a few of the notes I, that I really like. The SC and the school committee, you know, what are the four or five features that are top priorities? I think that's a great idea. If I was joining an SBC and I had that input to start, that would be that would be fantastic. Um, I forget who it was. Is there a concept that I think it was was you guys that we can come up with? Is it two, three? Hey, that's that's good input as well. We can't say we don't know necessarily what the cost implications and whatnot, but hey, that's concept A. We like that better than B. I agree with that. I would agree it's helpful to have a third party involved in some in a survey. I, I, I know I can have a third party involved in the survey, though. Be careful. That doesn't mean it's neutral because what are the inputs we give them? So just that's not like a silver, a silver bullet. Um, you know, and, and then I do, you know, I, I think there's debate on, on gathering input. If the SBC was formed in June, July, I think then it, 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 you know, if I were joining the SBC, I would want to be able to gather input from the town. Do I trust the way it was done? You know, like that, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Now, if we're saying we're not going to have an SBC until January, I wholeheartedly agree. We better get going and, and gather that input. So, you know, I mean, I, I think that's where, to me, kind of a straw man is, do we have any, um, you know, when might we have an SBC? Because it goes down to the timeline. Yeah, like, but but that's you know I, I am you know I'll be open. I'm more with where, where Michael's coming from in terms of hey, if I were to join that, I'm not on the school committee or anything else. I would like to have you know how do we gather this information? I would like to kind of set up the ground rules for that SBC at the beginning. So it's got to do with the question that they're you're trying to answer with the survey. I guess is it the strategic question or is it the school? Is it a building question? I was thinking more of it was strategic and town fiscal ability. Um, just a, a, a bead on where our town is now. What percentage truly within Midfield will always say no, right? You know, we, we kind of banty around this like 37, 40% number. It's a good number. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Is that true for our town? Where do those demographics come from? Will that continue to be true over 20 years? Like these are good questions for us to know as we're thinking long term, not just about this school and a 20 year or 30 year, um, you know, debt, but the other things that happen. That I see you are shaking I, I your head. Right. This is not the spirit of a workshop. No, 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 no. Actually, no. It actually does. This is a good. This is absolutely a good discussion. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I bristle every time I hear this 30 to 35% won't approve overrides. Because I look at this as a town, I've been here for 25 years, and I moved here because it appeared to me that Medfield was a slightly more affluent town than the town that I grew up in, which is to say it was a town that didn't have unlimited money, but had a commitment, it, it's had a historic commitment to educating its kids. So when we kind of dismiss that commitment, not just on the part of people who have kids, but people who are here in town who don't have kids, who still consider a very important dimension of Medfield being the job we've done in raising our kids and educating our kids, when we sort of dismiss a third of the town as, well, they won't vote for anything anyway, 
And I don't think anyone's dismissing that. They were just saying historically that's what the number is. Well, if you're citing if, you two, if you're citing 2018 as evidence, we had I mean, a I combined. Hope you look at it over the last 20 years. You look, look at the, we did eight overrides in 10 years between 2000 and 2010. Look at the numbers for those. I mean, you can look at them. It's just I mean, it's it's. So again, what do you do? So let over, me try it differently. What do you do with that? What do you do with that? I think it's just the reality. So what does it mean? Let's let's not mean anything. I'm just saying it means that. Meet that two thirds, right? What do we have to meet to meet that almost unachievable two thirds goal? And no, no, it's not. A, it's Tom Meegan always passes by two thirds. I'm just saying, you know, again, I don't want to over overread the data. It's just what the history. That's my point. There's there have been very few overrides that have failed yeah. till last so November. So when we territory, yeah. and yeah. yet that is the cost of, of building. I remember, you know, when we built the. You know, public safety building there. So it was astounded by how much that cost. We voted for it, but it was not. And then this is it. How much was that again? Because that seems like an amazing part of today's numbers. Well, it depends on who you ask. I actually cost what people were telling me. People who were barely sleeping. It's less than $16 million. There is another dimension of this, and I'll, I'll throw it out there with it, but I don't want to drag it out too much. Is we have an issue of state-level funding, primarily state-level funding of Chapter 70 funds. Uh, Bob, you were at Denise's report to the town, and I appreciated the question you asked. And I was first alarmed, and now I've just decided to take it as ground truth by the answer you got. Uh, because the answer you, the question you had was, you know, will we ever see any relief from the state with the from these measly one percent increases in our Chapter Seventy funds? A couple of years ago, Denise brought that up and said, you know, I try to I try to get more money from Medfield because of you're paying all these taxes in, and basically I have colleagues who say, well, I've got I've got towns that are worse off, and that therefore she basically saying I'm trying to make the argument, and I can't make it. But this year, she told you what the state is doing was fair. That rang a real alarm bell for me. I was mad to start with, and I've gotten over it. And now I'm sitting there saying, okay, as a town, we need to understand the only reason we're getting 1% increases is because the state doesn't quite have the gall to just say, you are one of the most affluent towns from an income standpoint of in the state. Therefore, you can take it out of your back pocket. And so we are gonna to continue to squeeze you with chapter 75. We, we can have a state rep who is a vice chair of the House Ways and Means Committee who does not have the influence to change that trend, who is now in an even more influential position and does not have that influence in a, in a state where senior leaders in the legislature do have influence to do things. I accept that as ground truth. But as we start to think about the funding and what we can afford in this town, we need to recognize that the trend on the state level is a continued slow strangulation reduction of state aid. Therefore, our challenge is to figure out how do we maintain a high level school when over time we're going to get more and more to the point where the money has is going to come out of our back pocket. I come to I come to a huh? that's been a twenty twenty five year trend. Yes. Oh well, yeah, certainly I documented from FY school aid. It's the it's the general aid from from FY nine to FY eighteen. Yeah. FY nine, thirty percent of the town's budget was state fund funded. 
FY18, it was 20%. So roughly a percentage. And think about it. If school budgets are going up as they did last year, like 3.99%, that's 4%. And the state is giving you 1%. And the schools are 70% of the budget. You can start doing the math to see how that aid does continue. And it's not going to stop. We're not suddenly going to be at that level. This This is actually one of the things that I've, I've always said. There is no part of the funding of the formula that the state uses, which they don't fully fund anyway, that allows for the amount of taxes that individual taxpayers. Well, and beyond that, the state does not. Beyond that, the state does not adjust those income calculations or or how they think about it to account for the diversification of the tax base. So when we start looking at the total load on tax on residential taxpayers, if we could, you know, it's one of these days I'll I'll do it and figure out okay what's the percent we pay ninety five percent is coming out of the residential tax base, so the fact that the income numbers look high well some other town like Cambridge the income numbers look high, but their tax burden is not the same because of their tax base. My point in all that, and I, I didn't quite need to, I didn't want to go on that, I, I, I didn't want to go on that long, but my point is, is I think these are all strategic issues. This is at the strategic level that I've been at. I'm sitting there saying, we can't afford to allow our school age population to grow just as a function of what happens to happen with the state that has so many different programs that are designed to put in basically lower priced housing into a town like ours. Because the legislature is saying, but these folks are so rich, they'll take it out of your back pocket, their back pocket. If we don't stop that, Medfield turns into a perhaps ethnically diverse, but absolutely not diverse town of financial elites who have a couple of demonstrator projects over here that show our compassion for those not so fortunate. This already came out three years ago when we had the, when we had the, uh, the overrides with someone who was a relatively new resident in this town who basically said, well, I moved in here for the schools four years ago. Uh, if there are people here in town who can't afford these kinds of tax increases, and he didn't know it, but he was talking about the people who built Medfield. His comment was perhaps they should find a town that's better suited to their financial needs. Play the, play the process out and you start to see it. When right now with our taxes, where they even are right now, we are no longer that attract, a financially attractive, high quality education town. We're just another one of those towns that has a good school system that costs a lot to live in. And a, I don't know where we wind up, but I know that's not the Medfield I came here for, and it's not the Medfield I've seen. And so, aside from anything else here, I'm fighting to not allow us to simply drift into that kind of a town. And I went okay. way too long, and well I apologize. Stated. Thank you, Chris. Okay. Um, I'm not sure I agree with you substantively, but... Uh, oh, undoubtedly, that, that survey, we can ask people. Right. Would you... Yeah. No, I mean, I think that there's... I so, Jess, you were looking for points of agreement. Yes. yes. I, oh, I'm sorry. And yes. <laughs> I did that. No, I had to. Which is kind of yeah. what I do. Start, points of agreement. Yeah. I think that we that's understand that there's a, that's a great level question. of neutrality. First off, there is no debate about whether we want to get a new school. Right. Second, so uh, in the early comments that I heard uh, from people, I think we all acknowledged 
that in this new process, we need to ensure there's more open input from the, from the public. And I think that that's absolutely true. Um, I'm not sure if this is a point of agreement, but I kind of think it is. Well, hold on, unless you know it's a point of agreement. Well, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll let you judge. There was right. the, it was the early discussion we had around school versus, or school committee versus selectmen. Um, I think this, uh, when I was on the Warren Committee, there were times with, because of the function of the Warren Committee, we were in a position to tell the selectmen they couldn't have, they couldn't do what they wanted to do because we, we didn't have the money or we weren't going to approve the money. And that bothered me a lot because it was sort of like of an appointed body overriding an elected body. And, and, and I, I had a discussion with Richard DeSorger at the time about that. In the same way, even though the three of us are on the board of selectmen, I view the school committee as being, if we have, if, if anybody is in town, the visionaries for where the school program, the education program in school needs to go. So even as a selectman. Right, so did, I, did I just hear you say you feel like the school committee should be the visionary about where the school should go? Not school location. I'm saying where the schools, the, you know, in other words, the concept right. for what we're trying to build in our school program, I'm, I'm very reluctant to take actions as a selectman that I've got to try very hard to make sure any actions I did take or any positions I took would not be driven by the fact I don't agree with that because it's like it's your job to do that right. and it's our and job to point a, to Pete's point. Provision, That's right? right. We each have roles and responsibilities, right. as Tom has, as Tim right. has said, but. Uh, we can also and need to as townspeople, as elected officials, and it's part of our own you know, kind of oath that we do not put the town in in a space in which they are in which we are uh, are being fiscally irresponsible. And that's actually part of our mission statement. We want to be fiscally responsible. At the same time, fiscal responsibility can't always be what we see in front of us, but what we have to see out So the fiscal part so of it, I see as part of our responsibility, right. but the concept but of what it, where you're trying to get is, is yours. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that's probably a point of agreement that yeah. we'd all, we'd all that's agree. That's your 51%. Yeah, I mean, guess even on that, right. like even, because there's the concept and the priorities, yeah. you're grouping them together. Right. I think we all right. absolutely agree. Okay. All right. and, and you, what Gus has said and then I'll survey us in terms of those points since you put them out. That there's really no debate about needing a school or improved school campus in one way or another, wherever it is, we clearly need to have a better school than we have today. I think that's great. But what we currently have currently have. Um, and that this kind of school committee and I think that we should remove the word versus from our vocabulary, maybe, right? The selectmen do have a fiscal and long-term responsibility around strategy. And that's kind of your 51% of, you know, if we're using that metaphor. So that we obviously weigh in, consider that, think that's very important, but you are the, the kind of fiscal managers of the town. And that we are those who put, to, put forth educational planning you certainly should also, as part of the town, as part of the town management, should have input into that as well. It's a back and forth, but there's always going to be one group that has a little bit more expertise. I put it differently. Please do. Um, you, the school committee, I think, are the stewards of this town's education program. Agreed. 
the Board of Selectmen are the stewards of the town and, and its culture and what it is as a town. And most of the time, those two things, if they're not exactly in parallel because of what this town cares about, they're not, you know, if there were two horses hooked to the wagon, then there was nothing that forced them to be together. Even if they were left on their own, you would only have to occasionally pull the rain one way or the direction to keep them both going to the same. Can I, can I survey you guys about that, that concept? Or about that concept of the school committee is the steward of the educational part of the town, but you indeed are the stewards of the town. So that does that then mean that uh it's not a subordinate thing it's right yeah you know, okay so that it's it's more like gears right mm. yeah okay. yeah but we also have impact because of our knowledge as citizens and as people who have been in the education system who understand the inner workings of a school district mm -hmm. have input into those long-term strategic plans that that have details that you may not intuitively know about, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. that we will work yep. together to communicate those mm -hmm. with each other. Mm -hmm. And we can see that as a, an agreement that we will have over the long term mm -hmm. or for the next three weeks. Sure. Yeah? Yep. Right. So we're, we're reaching some level of consensus here about what each of our roles are and that we mm -hmm. do believe that it's important to continue to touch base as groups and make sure that we're doing our jobs and that we're weighing in on each other's priorities mm -hmm. within this school project, as well as long term. You can see. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and that the second point that I heard, uh, and would anybody else have to speak? <clears throat> I'd love to hear from Megan just for a minute or two. Oh boy. No, I just haven't heard. I oh, haven't heard from you in a little while, so no, no pressure on that. But no, I just. No I, mean, I, I mean, you got three weeks. You have up to forty. Oh, you have up to forty-nine minutes. <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of pontificating going back and forth and I'm generally the one that cuts through it and I'm just going to go right back to where I started um, that there was distrust in the process and what I'm hearing you say is with all due respect exactly what the SBC did they asked for public input numerous times and they received public input numerous times distrust and conspiracy and friction still happened. I'm trying desperately to avoid that whole scenario playing out again. I'm sticking by the fact that there's information out there that we don't know, that we can't collect, and that the only way that the town is gonna to come to a consensus is if we survey people. And I know that you really strongly believe that a public forum is the way to do that as elected officials people should come and talk to us. And I, great, that has not worked because there are so many people that either can't or don't want to, or just forget, I don't know, they don't show up and they're not being heard. So the, the voices that we hear, that are here, we've heard you, um, they're a contingent of people. Are they everyone? I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe everybody feels the way that, that you feel. Chris and I have talked. Like, we just want to hear from everyone and meet them where they're at. If we could get a, a neutral party to call a market research, I don't. I don't care. I'm not. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that we're going to hand it to an SBC and say you have to do this, but just clearing the air and starting from there. 
I, I that's how I feel very strongly about the need to do that. And and it's from a cultural perspective too. And I feel like the constituents that elected me are asking for something like this, they to be heard. And in today's, like you said, that's just the way things operate in this day and age. Um, that as much as we want everyone to show up and get up in front of a microphone and, and speak, yeah, it's not, they're not going to no, do that. No, it doesn't happen. Well, you're, suggesting, just to proceed, you're suggesting doing that survey before the new committee is formed. Like yesterday. No. I, I, I believe the day after the vote failed, uh, that's, that's where I was. So, so, like, I mean, we all agree a survey is a, something we want. We don't not necessarily understand timing or how it gets built. Right, we could at least table that for a minute or two. But right, at the very least, it gives everyone an opportunity to say something. No, I, I understand. I and I, I also, I'm I, we want it. It's that you know, where I could use professional help is how do we actually get greater percentage of engagement? You know, those the number of people that showed up and voted, I'd love to have those number of people participate in a survey. Yeah. I, I. You know, I mean, you, I forget who, I think Pete said 400, you know, 400 oh, would be a good it go representation. Could go to all registered voters in the town? I don't know. So I don't know the, again, like, the logistics. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Somebody who's actually an expert at this, because my gosh, we are the hardest working bunch, all of us, of incredibly well-meaning, very well-educated volunteers. And we have, you know, families and lives and probably about five or six other communities committees on top of this. And I think that that is one place that the the outreach for the community went wrong because we, I think, believed that our project manager was going to be taking on more of that. And in the end, uh, it ended up being people like Tim and Anna May and, you know, who were also working real jobs and having real lives and also working 34 hours a week trying to communicate this. But there is a more efficient way to be able to do that. More time efficient, a more community friendly way to not only communicate information, but to also take in information. So, so first to be clear, I, I'm not against the survey. So <clears throat> maybe that's a point of agreement. If this survey is something to be done, the only point I would make about it is at the end, the public has to perceive that the conclusions of the survey right. truly reflect. And some people will think it doesn't and by nature. we're barking at the wrong tree by saying but, this is a political party. Right? But maybe that's the concept we're looking for. How do we get a community to accept? But I don't think the survey is sufficient, oh, I don't which so. is why, why I pushed for the public hearing. I do right. think it makes a difference. Uh, the, you know, the place that I, I learned this was the very first assignment I guess I had when I was first assigned, first elected to the Board of Selectmen. It was the, it was the ALS study committee. And, you know, it was, was three-quarter million dollar expenditure by the town. It was a expansion of the fire department staff. There were lots of reasons why people would be maybe skeptical. On the other hand, there were some pressing reasons why we needed to do it. And I, I worked out I was the chair of that committee. Uh, and what I learned, I didn't know it going into it, but people would come to the education meetings and the way you figure out whether you've done what you need to do is 
as long as people are still pushing back and asking questions and wanting to be heard, you got to figure out how to give them the time and the opportunity to push back and be heard. There were six whole months before that we had our town meeting with the ALS study, which is relative to a school is, I don't know, not even 10% of a school, where I was spending an incredible amount of time pushing back, replying to emails, replying to comments in Facebook and other various places, planning the education meetings. And the answer was, when is it enough? It's enough when the people who don't agree with you are satisfied they've been heard. Not necessarily that their view has been accepted, but they're satisfied. And that's what the problem was that we had with this project. Is there well, were too many people who weren't satisfied? There is a percentage of people who would never believe that being heard equated with and do what we want, right? That there was, I mean, there was no shortage of, of comment, right? There was no shortage of public comment, trust me. I know I have received the letters, I've seen the letters that you guys God, I, you know, I saw everything with the SBC. At some point, though, um, I don't think many of the people who didn't vote for this didn't vote for it because of that, right? I think that they voted, didn't vote for it. Our margins are always going to be very tiny. And if there is a percentage of people who don't feel as though they can compromise in any yeah, I don't think that's true. Yeah, but Jess, I don't think I don't think that's right. I mean, okay. of course, that's why I'm saying there is some number that's that's there, right? There's some number that's there, and that's why the target you're never going to come up with something that 95 percent of people are going to support. So you can't set as your goal. There is something that 95 percent of people can support. But and I will say, look, I was on the school building committee, and I went about it in good faith, and I spent a lot of time on it. But could we have done a better job? Yes. Could there have been more debate in that committee? Of course. Yeah. Right? Because there's one thing. And this is, I think some of this was a format. This is this is where the Zoom piece of it comes in. Now, right. I'm not blaming it on Zoom. Zoom is very good for I ask a question, you answer a question. Right? right. It's, very good. it's not great for the debate and the back and forth. And, right. and what was, I think, and again, this is not no criticism of me, of course not, but or any criticism of my colleagues who have the good faith, there was not a sufficient debate on the committee such that people who were lobbying in these communications felt like we actually considered them, right? right? Because we couldn't meet face-to-face. Well, and, and I just think so, the way, look, we, 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 I, and I think part of it, I think there's a, I don't want to, we don't have enough time to go through the whole list, and we've talked about this in the past, but I think part of it is that piece of it, that if, right. you know, if you come to a meeting and the people who are making the decision, you know, like we do, argue about it for an hour and a half, at least at the end of it, you come back thinking, okay, you know what? They considered it, they heard my point, they listened to it, they got what I was saying, and I didn't win, fine. And I think it's a fair criticism that if people watch the meetings, they did, and again, I will say, and again, and you don't have to believe me, and I certainly agonized over a lot of this stuff, but if you're trying to show it and see it, you gotta see it. Yeah. You gotta see the fact, and, and that's what was missing, right? And I think that's where, um, and again, I don't think it's any criticism of the people on the committee. And I think there's a ton of unfair criticism, and I don't, you know, I'm with you on plenty of stuff that you're saying. There's plenty of things that were saying that were untrue. It doesn't make them true. Uh, but the, the true thing is that we can fix, yeah. is to fix that deliberative element of it. And, and that is, I think, the concern I have both with the survey becoming the, you know, the, the tablets from Mount Sinai or um, some sort of prejudgment of what you call the strategic questions becoming that. Because then if people think, well, the real 
committee that matters is the school building committee, but they were already told what was to do six months ago, then you're going to have the same issue. Whereas I think you want to have that. The only whole point of creating a school building committee that is more representative of the town is to facilitate that kind of debate on the committee so that when people make substantive inputs, and it's not just to say, well, to make it feel like they're being heard, but to take the points that are good and consider them and, and really evaluate it, right? And I think that's why I, I, I do think that you want to give that school building committee the longest leash possible so that it can, it can be the one to take those inputs. It can have that deliberation, right, back and forth um, and, and, and come to a recommendation, as I said, that I think they can command two-thirds of the vote of a town meeting, the majority of the, and have the people who are voting no at least feel like they were heard. And maybe, then, as I said, some people are always going to vote no, so you should not say that we have to get to a 95% consensus, but we can get to a 60 or 65% consensus. And that's a fixable thing. That's a fixable thing that was uh, in that um, we can correct the next time around. Like, yeah. so, I, so I don't think it's all, no, I, think right. I don't think it's all marketing. I don't think it's all this part of it. There's a substantive element to it. And you always have to be careful, right? And, and, and you always have to be careful that um, people make, you know, we all have become lawyers. And we've all become kind of mini political consultants. Not you, well, <laughs> uh, many political consultants, right? And, and sometimes the arguments people make are the arguments they think are going to appeal to what they perceive to be the person they're trying to persuade to vote their way. And it's not always really what they're, is motivating them. So, you know, I don't think we need to go through every single argument that was made by everyone and think, well, that's why they did it. That, you know, people have a fair number of reasons why they vote for things. They make a bunch of arguments. We don't need to rehash all the arguments. Right. But I do think in looking ahead to this next process... Um, that is one lesson we ought to take from it and that the new committee ought to take from it. And that's not something that is fixed by marketing. It's not something that's fixed by research. It's something that can be hopefully fixed by, you know, a, a bigger committee and, and that'll go about it differently, recognizing that you have to where we are because we're not writing a blank slate at this point. So I would I would caution you. And again, I'm, I'd say three weeks left. I'm hoping it's like, 20 days if Marion can certify that election at like 9 o'clock on Monday night on the 28th. Um, but, um, you know, not to get bogged down in refighting the last war oh, yeah. substantively, right? But, I think, I think but also expecting that it's going to be the same. To figure out how to right. But also right. expecting that it's going to be the same issues that people are concerned about. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there's a lot going on when this process started, obviously with the whole COVID period. Um, you know, we're going to be, we don't know how the introduction of whatever happens at the hospital, when anything happens in the hospital, will affect the way people think about this and all the rest of it. So, um, you know, I would just caution everyone who will be involved in this um, not to be too bogged down in refighting the last debate. Um, but I do think, from a procedural standpoint and a process standpoint, that's where we could do better. Mm -hmm. Just from my own experience being on that committee and, and doing it in good faith, where we could have improved and kind of looking back over how it progressed. I, could, I don't think I, we necessarily I disagree <clears throat> on that. You know, there were prescriptive parts, and uh, I wasn't on the SBC, so it's, it's you know, tough to kind of uh, Monday morning quarterback, and I, and I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. you know? um, I think that what we're all talking about here, and I think that this is the largest sense of, is what it goes back to in our first grade, which is that we want a new educational facility for our kids that they can learn that does the town good over the long term and perhaps we have gotten a little bit in the weeds around how we kind of increase the friction spots um just by but i think the good suggestions 
Um, Can I throw a comment just please. to attend to, to Mike? Because um, I've been the one pushing for the public hearing. Uh, and for what it's worth, I've been hearing back from people who are saying, keep pushing for the public hearing. So it's not like just me. The, the, but the point, but the point, the point, first off, something that I think at the tail end of your comment, this is a forward looking conversation. This is not a backward looking no. adjudication. It's what's <clears throat> what's the guidance or what are the what inputs should the building committee have? Should the not just the building committee, school committee, board of selectmen, the town take forward into reconceiving a school project? What should they take into consideration that will basically set us up for a better chance of success? Than what happened the last time. That's the first point. The second point, the reason I've been pushing for one now in this interim period between the time we had failed votes and the time there's a building committee is it's, it's sort of dead space time. And the purpose of the public hearing is to start to, to do something that brings the town as a whole back together into a shared conversation. We cannot do anything. And then when the building committee shows up, the building committee then has to deal with a fractured town that has all that division. So the method to the madness here or the public hearing is to do something that starts to close that gap again. So by the time the building committee does get here, you're talking to a relatively calm and once again, friendly and collaborative group of residents that improve the chance. So that's what's behind what I'm pushing for here is trying to get that gap closed at a time when we're not gonna be working on the building itself. We're just trying to get back to where we can have the normal civil conversations that we usually, well, that we have most of the time in that field. You know, it's that. So let's talk about the timeline since that's one of the things okay. that we did talk about specifically. Let's really, uh, I've heard lots of kind of dates thrown mm -hmm. back and forth. What do we know right now? Right now, we know that there's a school building committee bylaw um, group that has formed that is coming out mm -hmm. with their recommendations. <coughs> that. Hello, Anime. Anime Welcome. Anime Brook has joined us. Come on in. Um, so we know that, and we know we have ATM on May, what is it, this year, 4th? Uh, first Monday in May. First Monday. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so at that point, we will vote or not vote in the school building bylaw, uh, whatever that warrant article in the specific language ends up being. And so there's a lot of reflection that needs to happen back and forth as the committee is uh, developing that. Then talk to me about what happens after. You guys have all kind of put out dates and thoughts. Talk to me specifically about months right now. So it is uh, the day after ATM. We have a school building bylaw. What happens? Does Scott or whoever is recommended by the bylaw uh, then send out? If we were to say, yes, let's go. Let's uh, make this happen. Just a question on timelines. Mm -hmm. do, we, do we start with the MSBA statement of interest in April? Uh, I think that we pretty much agree that we would do that. It's just we don't take it. Is that something that we agree on? Well, I would like to know that we have some articulation of what the project is before we do it. There, it the, okay. 
Okay. There's some questions. So there's a. So, so <coughs> like, and I would just say, can we table that right now? We'll put it on the timeline. timeline. We're saying Don't it's it's, um, it's just to, to initiate a process right. that we may or may not want to continue with. Right, but it, it is a forcing function for us to also do some of the things that we. I don't want to divert this conversation, but let me just quickly it's say why I'm, why I'm bringing this up at all. Because if we're going down that path, we need to understand what that means. Because when I listen so to all when, it means is that we put it in. No, well, no, no, no. It means more. No, it means more than that. And what what I'm getting at here is, if we're putting it in, when when when. Dr. Marsden first suggested that at the school committee. I just happened to be listening to the school committee when that came up. His comment was, hey, put it in. If, if they don't accept it, then we haven't lost anything. Now, I don't, I don't know what he had in mind, but in the words he said, I was hearing him say, well, put it in this year and see if we get it. So that's, a, that's kind of like either we get it this year or we don't get it this year, and then we know where we're going. The fork in the road is right now. I don't think if that's what he said. Well, he didn't say it. I was trying to understand what the implication is. I don't think we look at it that way either. So, so, okay. So my question then is, if we put that in, are we making a decision that we now are prepared to not put up, take on a school project for six years or five years? What's the planning horizon for the school project? Um, right, right. I think, I think that's what we were trying to talk about. And, and like, I don't mean to interrupt on it, but I, yes. I think you're... You know, Jess said that we're going to have a school committee, a school building committee um, bylaw that would be formed. Mm -hmm. We're going to have an annual town meeting on May 4th. What would natural, I would say, is then there's going to be an appointment of a BSC. But, but the, the decision right? on the SOI is in April. So whether or not we put it in. So the school committee may want to use the SOI as a forcing function for us to help get the vision and the, the concept of what we would do. Right. It's it's. Mm -hmm. Doesn't, we're not saying anything. It's just, hey, that. So, you know, we, it, well, what, here's what we I, so, so what I'm getting at, Tim, and this does tie into the town meeting. If what we're talking about is going in and going through, it's just the way you think. I'm not arguing for anything. I'm just trying to understand how we're thinking about it. Mm -hmm. If it's if it's a straight up clean application to the MSBA, and we know from experience, it's going to be probably five years before we get an answer. That has some significant implications for what we need to do with Dale from a financial, from a capital spending standpoint, we suddenly need, we, we can't do another 10 years of kind of the year by year waiting that we did that led to the neglect of Dale. So I, this is all practical stuff I'm talking about. I'm just trying to understand how to think about this. If we were, what I read, and maybe I just read it into how Jeff said that, I was kind of saying, he's thinking, you know, try to grab the brass ring when you go around on the merry-go-round. If you happen to grab it, then we got we got ourselves a project and we're ready to go. If um, we're not saying that, well, that's fine. I just need to understand how we're thinking about it because um, it has implications. So, uh, first of all, I think that uh, the committee, Dr. Marshall, feel that, and I hope that as town officials, you feel that to simply say we don't want to look for state funding um, because we just don't know what that's going to look like, so we won't even apply for it, is fiscally irresponsible. There, we may. And I suspect that if we were to get into the MSBA, I don't know if we would or not. Really, you know, Millis just got put on the, the list for their feasibility study for their entire high school. So, you know, it ends up being a pot of money that the, that the town, that the um, state has. And if there are a lot of high schools that year, 
then you get nothing. And it ends up being a priority around, you know, what buildings are in what shape and who's coming up, right? So I understand all so that, but what how are we thinking about? Oh, hold on. So if we don't apply, right, then we have no ability to work within the options of a new application to the MSBA that would be a a project that so many of these things are closer to being done that are not delayed. Many of these things were delayed during the pandemic because of the pandemic, because we went back. There's been about a year of delays, honestly. Do I think that we would be able to get a school done on our own before we had perhaps a smaller project or a different project with different uh, population sizes? If we knew that the town was absolutely committed to this side or that side, or there was some sort of, it's a different animal this time, right? It's a different animal. I'm not sure I followed what you said. But I think, Gus, don't you, I think what you want to know is, I think what you want to know is, mm -hmm. is if we put in the application, does that mean we're just going to keep, not going to get to school until they say yes. In other words, that's right. he wants to know if they put an application no. they say no this year, then we're just saying, all right, we'll play again. No, that's what we know, right? No. So just, what are you saying? We are saying that it would just be- leaving the option open. It's an input. Leaving the option yeah. open. If we were to get in this year, and we are able to start talking to the MSBA, and then they are able to understand our issues, it is entirely possible that this could go faster. What if it doesn't? And if it doesn't? And we just look at them and we have honest conversations with them and our SAC is able to talk and we're able to, we have project managers and architects who do this work all the time, as Tim Von Fatty does, as Compass does, there's a whole process to this that you can, you do not necessarily have to take as long as we did this time. We could have. A, a faster timeline. If it's a renovation, it's possible to be a faster timeline. I don't know. But to simply close that option this year, and there, yeah. when there is no risk, and there's a lot of flexibility. So, so it's, uh, I suppose, Gus, I, what I'd like to know is what is your hesitation? Because I suppose maybe we're just viewing this in different ways because the way I understand it and I, what I believe. Um, Dr. Morrison was talking about that at that meeting you're referring to is mm -hmm. why wouldn't we at least apply and see? I mean, because we would be sure. remiss right. to not at least right. try and see, you know, what kind of funding we can get. Yet at the same time, do an analysis that if we, you know, to just um, if we wanted to do it as a town to analyze, you know, what what are the you know the cost benefit. So let me let me let me. I'm not looking. I'm not looking for definitive answers. Anyway, what I'm trying to do though is I'm trying to get a picture of the planning context here. Sure. So I understand. First off, coming right into the into the April time frame, mm -hmm. we have a fork in the road. One fork would be nope. Forget it. The MSBA process project didn't work. We are in the interest of time, because I am sensitive to the arguments that were made about interest rates and about construction sure. costs and all sure. things like that. Yep. We're at a fork in the road that either says, no, we're just going to take on a project on our own, or 
we're going to go down the MSBA route. So the, the suggestion was, well, you might as well put it in because you might get it. Now that okay, tells okay. me. Yes, can I, can I, like, mm -hmm. for Anna, through your experience on the SBC and through the initial parts of the application, do you remember what the timeline is between the time that you submit your SOI and we were asked into the program where we had to make an official? Uh, Isn't it December? To come back so in December? We find, so we've got. Put it in April, they tell you in December. Right, right. I'm just trying to remember. Yeah, so yeah. there's actually, you know, seven months there. But if we were, that the SBC would be working, understanding what needs to happen. And if it looks as though, as a town, and the SBC decides that the. Uh, if we were accepted in, that it would be a good idea, then they have that option if we're accepted in. But if they look as though, if it looks as though there's a different direction they're going in, then we simply don't accept it. So, so I'm not going to pin you down. I'm not intending to pin you down tonight with an answer here. But okay, my the point I'm getting at is okay. We put the SOI in. We form the building committee. The building committee does the preliminary work that it would do pending acceptance back into the MSBA program that we won't know whether we're in or not until December. My real question is, and if the answer in December is that we're not there, what's the plan? Is the plan... That's the SBC's thing, isn't it? I mean, that's what the SBC needs to be that's, on at that time. No, no, yeah, no, so, no. So my, my, the only reason I, I was trying to table the MSBA for a minute, because that's I agree with you, is, okay, so if we were to vote on the annual town meeting that we're going to form an SBC, can it be formed in June? And at what point might we have a concept design to bring forward to the, the town and say, hey, we need funding in order to go design? High level, I to say, is it January? I think you should right? be able like, to get to the basic concept of the big picture around that December time frame, right? In the sense right. that if, if the concept, and then you can get advice from the professionals to say, does our concept work better under the MSBA strictures or not? Because there's some that might say, look, they're just never going to go for this. And so you're better off saying no. Or they may say, look, this is this is, this fits what they're doing, and so it's going to be cheaper to take the money. And I think that's where, where you'd so, be making that judgment if you were in, and, and they make, make the decision for you and just not take it. And you're still pressing ahead on our own with, with where we land. So let me, I'm not intending to put words in your mouth, but let me make sure I understand what you just said, Mike. So basically between the formation of the SBC, let's say in June and December, the SBC would be working on a concept for the school that would be prepared to be, assuming we got accepted into the MSBA program, we would be prepared to present, we, in fact, they'd be working on the concept in conjunction with the MSBA, I guess, up to that point, to get to a yeah. concept yeah. that would be, so they're gonna yeah. come up with, so my question is, are they working on the school that is the MSBA supported school, or are they working on the school that is the town funded school? We need the town support, support first. Yeah, they're working yeah. on the school working with the, the town, town support. support. That's what we need. And then first. depending on the concept, it'll, it'll either be better or cheaper with the MSBA or not. I think that's the idea. That's, that's how I'm looking at it. So we're going to design... Concept, you're not going to design the school. You're going to have a preliminary feasibility portion of it. We're, we're, we're going to have some money available at town meeting this year to fund professional assistance mm -hmm. with the SBC mm -hmm. on that. And you're coming to those... You're not, you know, you're not picking up plumbing. You're not, you're not looking at heat pumps. You're not doing all mm -hmm. that stuff. 
you are coming up with a big picture standpoint. You know, is it a renovation? Is it a brand new school? Is it an addition? Whatever mm -hmm. it is. Okay. From a high level, we think taking the input from the school committee on the educational mm -hmm. goals, taking the public input we've gotten from the survey, from the meetings, and everything else, saying mm -hmm. this is what we think is best and this is what's best for the town. And mm -hmm. then getting the advice, is this something that's workable within the structures of the MSBA? How long do we think it would take in the opinions of our professional okay. assistants? All those kind of things. How does it interact with everything else? Because it may be, just to your point, that, that mm -hmm. part of what you give to the school building committee is we also want you to consider you know, what you would do if you're gonna reuse a Dale site. In other words, mm -hmm. you can present that, and maybe the answer is, look, this is what we think is best, and it's just not gonna work within the regulations, well, and so we're gonna decline, or if they say no, you're still prepared to go ahead, right? I mean, with, with, with so this is where things start to connect in, because if we have a building, a building committee that's putting together a concept, and what I just heard described, I think, is, no, we're gonna, de we're gonna develop the school that we think the town needs, and then we're gonna, as we do that, we're gonna look at what the MSBA requirements are, and if those MSBA requirements are compatible with what we think the school should be, then we're gonna to hope to get the MSBA reimbursement. We are not gonna do any extra stuff that adds cost to comply with MSBA requirements and then get stuck holding the bag if the MSBA doesn't accept us. Right. Part so of that, could be a part of that conceivably, if, if in fact the school committee came up with this vision thing that I'm talking about for the elementary school grades, part of that process could say no in this big picture the building we want to build, it is. we want it to go as, as part of our overall strategy, that overall vision. We want this next building to go at Wheelock, or we want this next building to go at Dale. And so the decision, when you're designing a building, you kind of have to figure out what the site is if you're going to design the building. I understand the MSBA process doesn't have you do that. That was part of what I think lit the fuse on this whole thing. But if we're gonna design and determine the school we want and where we want that school and what do we want it to be, and then see if we can get into the MSBA program, that's the part that I just, I had an impression that you didn't have that kind of flexibility, but maybe we do. Or maybe you can just kind of be, have the ultimatum and if the MSBA says, hey, it just happened to be that you picked the right answers for the ones we like and we'll give you money for it. Well, that's good. But you see what I'm trying to say? It's like their gates. I, I, I'm not the expert on that. I think that's what yeah, their gates every step of the way. You're eligible for X dollars of funding. That's a gate. Then, you know, in order to in order to, to you know receive it, here's the process you need to follow. Yeah, but here's the process, your requirement. Part of that process was, fig, you know, this neutral investigation into site. And so I'm but saying, I, but if I we don't, design what we want, we're going to design what we want. We're going to say where we want it. Process coming forward, that, like that's it's that away from process in general, right? Like. To, to I mean, that's we, part of the concept is picking the, the basic thing. We have to come together as a town collectively place. to go through those motions. We've learned a lot of lessons from the last time, and we really want a win this time. So I think moving forward, whichever group comes together, okay. we'll so have those let, conversations. Let me, okay, let me leave that right there. Let's assume that's all correct and you can do it that way. Here's my question. In December, if we don't get accepted into the MSBA, then what? Well, you have to tell me as steward of the town. No, obviously we need to build a new school, right? So then we have to continue these conversations and make sure that we have a fully supported school building committee and that we are planning with them. We as a committee, you as the managers of the town, and that we are supporting them 
in the best way we can to make sure that this educational facility is supported by our entire town. Yeah, now we're assuming we move, move ahead with that concept just without the state funding. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like to me, it doesn't. Like you're going to still go ahead. Yeah, I don't. Point. So we, like, we, the goal is to get the. the, the, the I mean, true. That's not. We aren't going to say, oh. Well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, what I'm just trying to do is get a picture in my head of whether this is we're in it for seven years if needs be, in which case there's implications for the Dale Street School maintenance, or whether we're saying no, we're hoping in the first year we're going to come up with the school. If MSBA doesn't choose to admit us, we're just going to go and fund it ourselves. That to me would have implications for the building committee on what the school it designs is, because it has to be a school that we hope the state will subsidize, but if it doesn't, we know we can afford to build. That's going understood. to have impact. Yeah, if the concept yeah, is broad enough at that point, you, you can you can squeeze it one way. Obviously, you have more flexibility without the MSBA and sort of saying, this is how we're going to, but this you is have how we're going to do it. You just have less money. Right. right. And right. we know we're going to have maintenance issues with Dale starting right away. But what we're saying here, is constrained because one way or the other, with or without MSP. We look at. I won't hold you to it yet. Frame is it just this? Right, like whether MSB or not, we have a concept plan because the concept plan might not. There might be certain things in that that would, would so, prohibit us getting MSBA funding. So, so let's let's. Yeah, well, that's, that's so, so. I agree with that. So right. I agree too. So so either way, you know, whatever the dollar figure is, eventually, like, hey, I mean, MSBA gives us pros and cons, but I, you know, I, I don't think it should be. It, yeah, I don't, I'm not building like any kind of concepts that are like contingent on getting MSBA funding. That, that's a, that's uh, what I'm saying. Well, is it like there were a lot of MSBA standards that were identified as cost adding components of the school where if we're not going MSBA, we might choose not to do those in the interest of keeping it affordable. I, correct. I agree with you. Okay. I agree with you. So, so, but, but so an example, an example, and I don't want to turn to the weeds about worrying about Right, yeah, we're going to lose them. But, but MSBA will not fund anything well, around a public record. We know that. No, no, that's fine. But uh, could we use we're shared space and collaborate with that public rec building? Right. We might be able to do that. Right. And that, that there's right. some dollars we've just saved that actually are probably comparable to MSBA. I'm wide that's open to so, that. That's where yeah, I'm. I'm that's how I'm looking at it. My, my only point was that as we move down in this direction, and if we are going down the MSBA route. There is clarity that we need about how much time we're willing to let that issue play out. If we want to let that issue play out for several years, I'm saying we have maintenance considerations for Dale. I don't think that we that if we're not saying that, we're just that saying that this is a one year. That would be a good question to put on the survey. I'm not sure how. <laughs> Unless you can quantify the financial ramifications in that survey, I don't I think know how that's to do that. What they're asking for, like, what does it mean if we wait the X amount of years to get back in the MSBA for, in terms of but the money we have to spend to prop up Dale before it crumbles to the ground, right. and inflation, and 
you know, high interest rates. So what's one of our priorities. And I, and I don't want to over, like, we're all ignoring the obvious that are we just throwing out this school that has already been planned and, and, and discussed? And you're making it sound like a new SBC is starting from, like, complete zero. And am I the only one that thinks that that's... You, you've heard from me, Megan. I don't think there should be. Let's take a second whack. Let's. We, this cannot you, be. Let's take a second whack at the same pinata. That well, the, but as I said to you, there's still some that's in candy in that pinata, right? It doesn't just go away. Like all of the educational input we heard from all of the teachers and all of the administration and from us, yeah. it, it doesn't just go away. But I think you have to prioritize that within there, what's going to be most important looking forward. It can be right? really we can prioritize. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. exactly. Um, since we have 10 minutes left, um, I, I think, at least among this group, there's a consensus that we're not just going to wait until we get in the MSP. There's not going to drift past January with nothing happening. So I think we can put that to bed as a concern. I think your question's been answered. Jess, are there other um, things you want to cover again in the next no, 10 minutes? No, I feel like we could do, if we want to do 10 minutes of of opening it up to public comment. I'm fine with that. I just want to make sure as we leave here tonight, do we feel as though within a short period of time, by April, we could come to consensus on filing an SOI to the MSBA? That's what I leave. It's, I think that's a good question. I think it's, yeah, I think it's an important think question. it's one that we need to mm -hmm. really pin down mm -hmm. the fastest way possible. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously the most important point is that yes we do need a school and we need one sooner rather than later mm -hmm. and we need to make sure that that timeline uh is tight but we also need to make sure that we're not just throwing money at, at the wall you know that we're all being fiscal students of our town mm -hmm. and also educational stewards of our children mm -hmm. um and that uh we all kind of acknowledge that everyone needs a chance to be able to say something how that is collected we don't know i've heard bifurcated kinds of streams right where we open to public hearings i still don't quite know which body that would be is that the spc is that uh well i, I pushed for us to have a public hearing this month and one of the things we we're going to do tonight was pick a date at least that the selectmen would sponsor a meeting uh, I think it would be better if it was a joint meeting. I think it's a low pressure meeting in the sense that we're not trying to drive information out. We're just trying to get information in. Uh, and as I said, it's, it's forward looking inputs. And in my mind, as much as anything, it's a first step in trying to bring the town back together. Um, I honestly don't know what March looks like at this point for, for all of us, um, but we can certainly try to figure out. But there is also a second uh, stream here, which is how we also uh, get perspective on that hearing, right? How we get, not only do we have the public input at the microphone, but also what I'm is this a hybrid, Make it a hybrid meeting. Let people, let people come in on, on Zoom. Oh, no, 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 that's not what I'm oh. sorry. Uh, yes, absolutely. However, people give us input, mm -hmm. but there's also the survey and kind of independent data collection mm -hmm. that we may need. So that there is a sense that that's something we also need to um, that yes. is put within a group, either with us, within the town, mm -hmm. of these two elected bodies, or 
gift to the SBC, something that would be a very good idea and something that they should strongly consider. Again, understand your point about not wanting to tie their hands to a specific process. But we can agree on that. Okay, and we can also agree that uh, by December, if we think about this, we are making a specific decision about how we proceed forward. By December, we're hoping to have an AT or special town meeting where we ask for funding to design something. As long as it that's, is not I, a snowstorm on a football field, right. like, like I mean, just to be a little more clear, I, I think that's what you were saying. Yeah. I want to. Well, well, I mean, it also depends on when the uh, when the um, it, would be, it would be December, January. It would be January. Um, also just, just on the public hearing point here. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I suggest doing this after the election. When the yeah. actual people are going to do this. There are three days in March after the election. So, I don't know what you're thinking about. I don't know. I mean, April is difficult for school population in general. We have two weekends that are already ditched through uh, school vacation week, and then there's an Easter vacation in there, that, or Easter weekend that is also a little tough, but we can certainly take a look around at the, so like, let's say sometime in the next April. 30 days, right. if we can. And so what about the 29th, 30th, or 31st of March? You're just trying to get ahead. No, look, I was thinking, what about the 15th or 22nd of March, because those are... Those are Tuesdays, so those are our days. Uh, but, but I mean, if we want, if we want to get input from the town on the fifteenth, it's like it's like a week away. Like, let's make sure people can attend. So, to Tim's point, well, I mean, if we're going to try to get input from the town. We can't just say mm -hmm. next week we'd like everybody. Right. To right. right. You know, if this is indeed a public hearing, then it does also require posting mm -hmm. and the two weeks of posting, so, so that we really don't have. In 20, realistically, we're not, we can hold one on April Fool's Day, but I don't think it goes well. It's also a Friday. Yeah. You do it on Thursday. I'm sorry. I, my calendar just seemed to have Easter on it. Sorry. Emma, you know the Easter, right? April 17th. <laughs> April 17th. Is it that late? Okay. Yeah. It's a Sunday this year. Oh, okay. So that it's actually, um, it's part of the break. So that actually relates. It's the first half um, of April. So the first half of April, yeah. We could probably make that work one way or another. Unless we're going to target the first half of April. This is, um, is important. However, I do think because Mr. Marcucci is not running again, he is a wealth of information, and I think your voice well, I can come and speak, anime, and I'll guarantee you I'll be there. Okay. I mean, invited guest. <laughs> Yeah. It would be a shame to to, yeah. to yeah. lose that well, bank of knowledge. I think you ought to schedule it whenever you think you should schedule it. I think it should be when the people who actually have responsibility for this are sitting here to do it. And that's been my yeah. view of it. But as I told you guys, as I will a, schedule one if you as, want it. As, 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 as a, well, so two, two points here. Uh, first, uh, Jess and Megan, I, I brought this point of a public hearing up to both of you. You're the only two members of the school committee I've talked to directly. In both cases, at least at the point that we talked, well, I didn't. I didn't get a positive response. So like my sense of urgency is that we've had votes that failed in November, mm -hmm. and we've had virtual silence. And yes, December's holiday, January's COVID, February was still kind of bad, and now March is 
almost over. <laughs> and then in April, we'll be closing in on the town meeting. So the sensitivity I have isn't so much about the particular date we do it on as a date. The sensitivity I have is that we've just taken six months and almost totally squandered it. Uh, and that's the piece that, that has been bugging me for months. That's fine. If here's, well, we, we, you might say we're taking yeah, 36 we, months. Well, totally yes, except this month we could have done. So here's here's the issue. All right, so first question, do we have a point of agreement? Do you want to join in? And you may need to, again, I won't pin you down tonight, but are you willing to join? Are you not Thursday? So yep. I think we're willing to okay. discuss it. We've already if, that into the, if you all are willing, I, I think the right way for us to do it is for the Board of Selectmen and the school committee to be doing this. It's not a high pressure performance for either one of us. It's a listening, oh, listening. It's a listening thing. If you're willing to do that, I'm quite happy to not have it happen until April at a date that works for you. If you're not willing to do it, then I want to get this doggone thing done. So you've made that clear. Gonna, yes, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we will. So, but regardless, this okay. You know, you do have that two-week posting requirement. You have to get it into the papers. Yeah. So, so essentially, that brings us to the first week of April. And I'm, I'm good with that. So first week or second week of April, whether we decide to come with bells on, which I'm sure we will okay. have a conversation about, and I will not forget the future, but I think and, and, we'll be there. And the point is it's forward-looking. This is asking for what we need to do going forward. This is not an adjudication or a... Who's no, that's not the conversation. Because your, your words, I thought, were perfect. And, and maybe I will repeat them. You said, what input should the school committee, SBC, and select board consider as they kick off the process? Like, I think that is a healthy and a exactly. great way to exactly. start and begin to gather consensus. Simple agenda. Not get, I mean, gather. It's a half-hour meeting. Nobody's got any in, in the spirit of moving forward, you know, Mike mentioned some dates. I mean, should we at least put some dates out there so that on Thursday when we meet, we can have a date, we're moving forward, there's action being taken, and not, you know, let's check in. Okay, so uh, the school committee has a meeting on April 7th. I do not expect that um, to be a short meeting. Sorry, it's. Um, Did I hear 28th, 29th, 30th? I think that's a little, we won't, it's a little fast for the people who will have just been elected. They're not elected, right? On the 28th. On the 28th. Oh, 28th. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. I want to make sure that we're moving into that first week of August between the 4th and the 11th to the, well, we won't do that so the 11th to the 13th. Assuming we're planning on doing this in the evening, we're planning on doing it on Zoom, and we'll take comments both from video as well as in person. I'm going to suggest we don't. We do it as a hybrid, that we actually yeah. do it in person for the people yeah, yeah. who want to show up in person. That's what I was saying. Yeah. We would okay. do both. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, if it would be helpful, I'm sure that we can uh, take a look at whether the high school auditorium is open at any point during that. I'm not sure, and I'm not going to. I'm going to suggest it's fine if we need, if we know there's a whole lot of people going to show up. Then I guess the auditorium makes sense. I'd actually suggest a public safety building. Okay. Uh, and the only reason is in an auditorium, it's a sort of linear, yeah, dark place where a public safety I building. Like everybody's yeah. there. Uh, I'm fine. So, I think I'm at the um, public safety building. Yes. Because the, the, just the owl, it's just not coming yes. through. Yes. Well. Yes. Okay. Thank you. There are real uh, faults with the owl. Mm -hmm. So, sorry. Um, it was useful, it was certain, but it's tough. Um, okay, so, so, the, so the, other, safety, I think it's the other positive thing that I would suggest that people consider is uh, 
bringing in somebody like the Consensus Building Institute. They have a whole plan where they can try to help you through a contentious issue um, mm -hmm. by breaking off pieces of it, making decisions, but and then, then moving but, on to the next piece. But that's after you get this input. This public hearing is not contentious issues. This is just inputs. If Absolutely. there's things that sure. come out of that's, that, then, that's fine. then I think fine. Um, yeah. But I think throughout the process is we're finding things that stick. I mean, the only way that we have to get to a resolution is by having an election of town meeting, and, and those are very difficult things to get to so that it, it, if you, if you yeah. I mean they just have a very simple much simpler system for getting town input and town voting and and if 65 percent of the people 70 percent of the people vote this way then hopefully the 30 percent or 35 that might be accept a second it. or third step I like that yeah and you can then move on so that that I mean that's I think what we need is some sort of yeah decision making process finality move on okay Right. Um, so I apologize, it's past nine, so we oh, won't get to the public input of this, but we're going to have a hearing with people. We're going to have a hearing. Yes. So we will have a hearing. Um, and so, anything else? Do we want to look at a date right now? Or do Let's look at a date right one? now. Maybe, well, uh, actually, uh, we need to make sure, is Christine around just hovering? She is. She is around. She She's in her office, I think. Calendar and, oh, <laughs> like, big sister, right there. <laughs> I just wanted to see, you know, like we need to have a, a main calendar. Hello, Christine, home of the hour. Right now, your paper planner, and uh, we are looking at anywhere between the 4th to the 8th or the 11th to the what? The 13th uh, for a date for um, a hearing. That'd be public safety. And I would obviously have to, we aren't going to decide anything, but that's kind of something in or that's a couple of possibilities. Couple of dates, yeah. Give me a couple of dates and I'll check. I don't keep the calendar for the public safety building, so I'll just check with them. Uh, okay. Tomorrow. Okay, and I'll um, keep calendar with that. Or I'll talk to Dr. Marshall and see what this calendar is as well. Or we could make this elected officials much like this group now, if we chose to do that and invite Guests, if I mean, let's have a discussion. I would want that to be structured, and what we think would be most useful. Is that sound reasonable? Okay. Are we closing this? Yeah. Do you want to adjourn your meeting? Uh, do I hear a motion to adjourn the meeting of the joint meeting, the school committee? Uh, uh, do I hear a motion to adjourn? It's moved. And a moves. Megan, would you like to second? Uh, second. Okay, and um, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay, our meeting is adjourned at Thank you for 94. Coming. Yes, yes. And uh, our next meeting will be on Thursday, March 10th. And I move that we adjourn. Second. All in favor? Aye. Yep. Aye. Opposed? Aye. Good night, everybody. Thank, Thank you. you. Good, Thank good you meeting. Yes. Yeah, it was thanks. a good discussion. Yes, it was.